Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, January 5th. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan. And Julie, we are attempting something today that has never been attempted by the Satellite I know, Liz. I, you, you had a long holiday break. Uh-huh. And you had this came up with this ambitious idea that you wanted to reach out to all of our frigid satellite, not frigid satellite systems. <laughs> cold, cold. Cold. Not Snowbound, no, no, no. I think is the it's, word we were using. Snowbound. They're not frigid at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the idea was that um, we, we wanted to talk to those of you who are out there in colder climes. I'm in sunny Santa Monica, so, you know, I can kind of feel your pain, but not really. And uh, Julie, you're in Dallas, Texas. You're hanging in there. It's not so bad. You're not in the midst of the polar vortex. No, no. I mean, we were at the we're at the lower portion of it, Liz. But we don't have any precipitation, so yeah. no snow, no freezing rain, no ice, no wind. We that's no. So we are we do are not in the harsh elements, but. There, there's a lot of it out there, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, so we have all of that. We're doing kind of a roundup, bad weather later on in the show. But first, um, you haven't been on the show for about a month because you have a new grandson. Yes, that's indeed, Liz. Congratulations. That's, that's the big, big news um, in my life is that Peter was born December 15th. He is the third child and second grandson uh, for us, uh, grandchild. Uh, my Oh, this is my oldest son, Nick, and his wife, Vera, had their third child, Peter. And he is delightful. He's, he's a sweet baby, and he's spending a lot of time getting to know his mom very, very well, as newborns do. He's doing very well. He was seven pounds, two ounces at birth. And, you know, he's figuring out night and day and getting all the systems going. But in the meantime, his older brother, uh, Benjamin, who's four, and older sister, Alice, who's six and a half, um, they have been spending a lot of time with Nana. Um, So so that is, uh, here's how it works with the third child. Um, And I think a lot of grandmothers um, can understand this. When you have new parents or there's a newborn in the house, the the most help you can be, I think, is to just take some direction. You know, like, if they want you to cook the meals, then cook the meals. Or if they want you to take the, the newborn baby, take the newborn baby. But in this case, what was the most helpful to my son and daughter-in-law is if we took the two older kids out of the house and kept them entertained, happy, you know, going, and then returned them, uh, you know, late in the day. So that way, mom and little Peter could have, you know, have some time, you know, as you know, in the beginning, you know, to just sleep and to rest and to get the whole thing going. So, you know, you, you can't name a museum, a park, a jungle gym uh, that I haven't been to in the last three weeks, Liz. And nice, Nana. That I, must be fun. I, I counted it up. I have played 71 games of hide-and-seek in my house. <laughs> that is the new go-to game. When uh-huh. we have nothing else to do, we play hide-and-seek. And so 71 times I have played uh, hide-and-seek. And it still seems to be the number one game that um, Alice and Benjamin <laughs> want to play. So it's been really, really good. Very, very fun time. And... Uh, a great way to start uh, 2014 because, Liz, I listened to the last podcast that you and Leon did about sort of the wrap-up on 2013 and uh, Leon having what was going to be her theme for 2014. And I, I, share, I share the views that I, I don't want to go back to 2013, okay? I am right. so glad that year is over. But I was inspired by Leon, who has, you know, who has made it, um, you know, she has done this multiple years where she has a theme for the year and she really tries to live by that theme. This year's theme in 2014 is Make It Count, yeah. which I thought was very good for her. 
her, and and it just got me thinking. Like, okay, I am going. I am going to. I'm not going to do New Year's resolutions, but a theme is something that I can work on every day. So, do you want to hear my theme for two thousand? Yes, yes. Years? I'm interested because I don't have one for myself yet, though I do have one for the show that I'm going to test out on you at the end of the show. Okay, but let's. Okay, Let's see what roll. you're thinking about for you, because Leanne, a lot of it had to do with, like, she's turning 50 next year. It's her last year in the 40s, and blah, blah, and she's a freelancer. Anyway, so drum roll for Julie. What are you thinking about, Julie? Okay, here's my theme. Today is going to be better. That, <laughs> listen to this, Liz. Okay, no. That, okay, I want to hear the rationale. That is my theme. First of all, I think it's motivational, okay? You get up every day and you say, today is going to be better. Second, second of all, it's inspirational, okay? Uh-huh. You want it to be better. It's aspirational. You're going to try to make it better every day. Uh-huh. It's incremental, which I like. <laughs> I didn't say today is going to be the best day of my whole life. I just said it's going to be better, okay? Okay. All right. Okay, it's temporal, okay, meaning I'm working on today. Yes, in, it's in the now. It's in it's the now. In the, whatever is that jargon about being in the moment, mm-hmm. okay? And it's something, it's anything. I Every day I'm going to try to, at the end of the day, say, did I make something better, okay? Is is did is some action, something that I did, is it is it a little bit better, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it can be big or small, Liz. Yeah. But is it better? So okay. that is my theme, okay. which I... I love today is going to be better. Okay. And if you would like to use it, you're welcome to it. No, I like it. When you first said it, it's, it sounded a little bit negative to me. Like, Sort of, it inherently says that. I'm coming off a really bad year. I know, you're coming off a terrible year. I know, I know. Uh, And uh, yes, you, right. And we discussed this with Leanne, too. It's like, you know, everyone in our family had a very rocky 2013 because we lost both our mother and a father. And then some of the people in the family had, like, additional big losses and, um, and other things to wrestle with. So, and I know that's your situation. So, okay. All right. I get it. Like it's because it's also good. You're right. It's inspirational and aspirational. You can, you can act on it Mm -hmm. and you can set a new goal for yourself every day. Right. Right. Because you can define what it is you're going to be better at today. You just think about it, Liz. You are making the Satellite Sister podcast better today because we are having, we are, we are attempting to have Satellite Sisters on the show. Okay, yes. that's better. Okay, yeah. check. I'm done for the day if I want to be. <laughs> or if I don't want to be, if I want to go beyond that, I can, Liz. Okay, right. so. If you'd like to play your 72nd game of hide and seek, there's that too. That's <laughs> exactly right. Okay, I like it. I, I think that's good. That's, uh, you're right. You can start. I, I can see I stunned you with it, Liz, but yeah. I just think about it. It will, it will grow on you and you'll understand why I think this can be, this can be an excellent theme for the year and excellent for 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Uh, the, on Leon's episode of, um, Chaos Chronicles that she did on Friday. If um, if you're not currently listening to Leanne's show that she does w- without us, she reviewed not only some of the rationale for her theme, but lots of the other interesting themes that were recommended, posted on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group and from the Chaos Crew, who is um, the regular listeners to Chaos Chronicles. So there were lots of good ideas in there. And the whole idea of a theme... I think is really good instead of specific resolutions. I, mm-hmm. you know, I get that. I still haven't come up with my own though. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, you have time, Liz. It's only January. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and it's only, it's only midday. Today's yes. going to be better for you, Liz. <laughs> Just keep working on it. Okay. Anything else going on in the world that uh, that you think we should touch on? There's just two other things that, in addition to the birth of my grandson Peter, that I really have been very focused on. Number, as you know, the Winter Olympics is coming up, and all eyes are going to be on Sochi. And you know, certainly there's been now heightened worries about the security there because of the recent bombings 
in, um, in Russia. But what I really want you to focus in on, because this is something that, um, that, um, that I think that is getting underreported, and uh, I just was really shocked about it, is the amount of plastic surgery that Vladimir Putin has had. Okay, I just... Really? Liz, I was not aware. Yes, Liz, you really need to... Have you seen his face lately? I think he's had... I mean, it was w- widely reported in 2011 that, uh, that Putin had had a great deal of plastic surgery because he used to have a lot of bags and wrinkles and ruts, and then he ended up with a very taut, wrinkle-free, totally tanned face. And, they, you know, many, and many experts believe that he's had a facelift, cheek fillers, brow lift, Botox, you name it. But You're I, kidding. Liz, I was looking at him. He gives a he gives an annual speech on uh, uh, New Year's Eve uh, to the Russian people. I think he's had a whole nother round of plastic surgery. So, uh, while others may be focused uh, solely on the terrorist that threat, and I don't want to, I don't want to down. You don't want to minimize that. I know. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not making a joke on that. But this is just a little sidebar that I think many uh, many women, in particular, I'm going to put Sheila on this because. She seems to be able to suss out plastic surgery uh, pretty well. Um, It's just, I think uh, Putin has now, he's kind of gone into some weird range uh, with, uh, you know, where they really get that plastic look to them. So check it out. The shiny skin. Yes, he has yeah. very so. In, at the opening ceremonies, uh, please just uh, keep an eye on uh, the very shiny, smooth uh, Vladimir Putin. Okay, that's that's one issue. And then the other issue that a number of people brought commented on on our Facebook page, Liz, was the report by NBC News that Kim Jong Un, who is the new young, uh, vicious dictator of North Korea, that he um, that he didn't assassinate his uncle. Um, in this latest power uh, struggle, but in fact, he fed his uncle to a pack of 120 wild, savage, starving dogs who ate his uncle to death in front of 300 people. Uh, witnesses. Have you heard this story? I, you know, Alyssa Goodfox is a satellite sister who posted this on the yes. Facebook group. Yes. When it first got posted, I thought, Okay, this can't possibly be true. I really, I was even looking, I clicked through on the NBC News link she provided. I was like, is this legitimate NBC News? It, it just seemed so, like, well, grotesque and unbelievable. But it, it seems to be an authoritative report. Well, this is it. I mean, I mean, there's two things that, uh, from my visit to North Korea, there's two things that I, I, I've come away with that North Korea is good at. One is terror, uh, in terms of terrorizing their own people. Uh, the other is propaganda. I mean, that, that it's just a propaganda machi- uh, machine. And that the idea that, you know, that they would have some enemy of the state being eaten by savage dogs, uh, this certainly would feed into the kind of the type of uh, propaganda and the imagery that they would like to present. So I think it is possible. I don't know if it's true one way or the other, but I mean, I think it is have, having the desired effect. Certainly, I'm, I imagine for the people in North Korea that like they now realize like if you step out of line, you're going to get eaten by a dog. But here's the like. The other part that I was trying to wrestle with, when we were in North Korea, there was a small group in our tourist group that got special permission to go to a dog restaurant in Pyongyang. So then I was thinking, they're at the dog, you're eating dogs. Oh. And the okay, dog, you don't even need to complete that, that, that thought. Okay. okay, so anyway, I don't know. But that, it, it was... Um, so I am. It doesn't. Almost now, it doesn't matter if it is true or not because it. You know. It. You know. Either way, it was a very vicious and terrible assassination, and you know they. And that it has the effect of terrorizing other people too. So, those. You know. That is just. Um, you know. It's a. It's, uh, yeah. I've, you almost don't know what to say about something like that. I feel right. like... Other than I told you it was the worst place on earth. Okay. I told you that. And I right. am not kidding. And I think this is, this is evidence that it's, you know, we used to joke a lot about North Korea 
Um, but you, you just, you know, you just can't because I know everybody's making the Dennis Rodman jokes because he's back there this week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it all seems pretty funny until you read stuff like this and you realize the impact that has on just normal North Korean citizens. Right. Right. So, so there you have, this this is what, you know, this is what I've been focused on, but again, today's going to be better and we're going to move on to some going to move on to some more positive things. I know we are. I feel like even now we need to have one more positive story then b- before we call out all the satellite sisters who are freezing their butts off around the country. So uh, how about a little cheer for the return of Downton Abbey tonight? You know? I can't wait, Liz. I am very excited. Uh, I just, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it comes just at a perfect, perfect time of the year, you know, to, you know, it's January, you know, the holidays are over. Yep. You can really focus in on all things going on there at Downton Abbey. So upstairs and downstairs. <laughs> okay, so that definitely tonight is going to be better than this morning. So it's all, it's all looking up. Is, I think you've really embraced uh, the karma of my theme. Okay, good. Um, great. Okay, so now here is the plan. We are going to take a short break. And then when we come back, in batches, we believe, we're going to have various satellite sisters from around the country who volunteered to talk about just how bad the polar vortex is striking them. So we have listeners from Massachusetts, Virginia, New Jersey, Minnesota, and Iowa kind of queued up. Uh, we haven't really rehearsed this in any way. <laughs> I like how you say kind of cute. Up that's, that's an accurate description. Yeah. And as we've, we've established already, we have never tried this before. Just adding people, subtracting people as we go along. But, you know, 2014, we want to try to kick this whole operation up a notch. So we, we thought we would give this a go. So we will take a short break. And when we come back, we will be talking to you. We're the Satellite Sisters. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, and I say it's alright. Little darling, it's been a long, 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 the Satellite Sisters. This is our Satellite Sisters Snowbound Special. Right, Julie? We have never attempted anything on this technological scale before. Well, this is, it's an epic storm, Liz, that's moving across uh, North America, so we we really had to just uh, take our game up a uh, a bit, don't you think? (laughs) Yes, yes, and I feel so guilty sitting here, and it's, you know, 69 degrees and sunny where I am, so we are reaching out to Satellite Sisters who are not as lucky weather-wise as we are. So uh, we have two on the line right now, and then we're going to be dialing up some more, but first, let me introduce Carol. You are in New Jersey. What town in New Jersey are you in? I actually live in Montgomery, which is uh, the next town to Princeton. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a pretty part of the state. And uh, you sent us some delightful backyard photos because I asked everybody to prove that you had a snow situation on your hands. So uh, your yard looks delightful there. Um, What's your current weather scenario? Well, right now, uh, the temperature has risen up to 41. However, we are getting freezing rain. Ah, yay. Okay. So what's your big worry with the freezing rain? What? what, How do you think it's going to go down? What what are the local weather forecasters, what are they warning you about? Well, they're telling us to stay off the roads, obviously. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) But like I said, you know, I could see my New York Times at the end of the driveway. But just can't get to it. <laughs> so, you haven't attempted to crawl out on your hands and knees to get the newspaper? No, just going to leave it there. Right. Yeah, I guess until, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, the ice or the freezing stops and then 
Hopefully, I'll be able to go out and get it. I, I can read the times on my iPad, but there's something about rushing out through the pages, you know. <laughs> do, you have any, do you have a lot of ice on the trees, on the power lines? Are you seeing any of that? Uh, no, no. No, not yet. Okay, that's good. That's good. Because then you could be without power, and that's Yeah, bad. that's when and it starts we don't, to get we don't, cold. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, let me bring in Roberta, who is in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Roberta, I loved the photo of your buried car that you sent us. Uh, what's your current situation? Uh, similar. Um, it's about 40 here and, and starting to warm up, and it's kind of sunny. And uh, tomorrow it's actually going to be 52. Wow. Oh, um, and then God. it's going to drop to 18. So we're having that crazy uh, New England classic weather. Yeah. So the so, pol- the polar vortex. You're going to be you're going to be like one of the last states to get that. Yes. Ah. Okay. But so, do you expect all of the snow that you got to melt, and then it's all going to refreeze? Is that is that the scenario you're That's looking at? Nice. That is probably what will happen. Um, it, it will. The rain um, is going to move its way over tomorrow when it's 52. So that warm rain will melt most of the snow. Uh, yeah, and then it'll probably freeze. So the roads are going to be fantastic here. <laughs> so what are you going to do about your car? Are you just going to leave it in the snow uh, snowdrift uh, and just let the rain wash it, wash it free? Or are you going to try to dig it out? Spoken like someone who grew up in Connecticut, Julie, you nailed it. Yep, that's exactly what I'm going to (laughs) do. The least amount of effort I can put into getting my car out of that situation is what's going to happen. Okay, we'd like to see a before and after picture. I think that would be good, right, Liz? Yes, yes, we can post that at the Satellite Sisters blog. So, Roberta, your email to us said that you worked from home on Thursday and Friday, so the cabin fever is really kicking in now. So it's Sunday midday as we record this. Do you think you're going to be uh, going to work on Monday? Uh, Yeah, I will, because I can take public transportation, and by then uh, the public transportation situation should be much better. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And Carol, how about you? Do you have to get out of the house tomorrow? Uh, Yes, I have a nail appointment. Risk life and limb to get to that nail appointment. (laughs) That is much more important than crawling to the end of your driveway to get the New York Times. That's (laughs) more work. Yeah. Carol, what is the uh, what is the best thing about being stuck in your house? Is there any part of that that you're enjoying? Well, I have an opportunity to catch up on uh, Downton Abbey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's tonight the big premiere, right? Yes, it is right. Yep. Okay. And uh, that's a great thing to do to really put you in the mood. So you're going through season three, and then you're just going to, you know, really springboard yourself right into season four tonight. Is that your plan? That's the plan. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> and Roberta, how about you? What is your favorite part of being stuck in the house? What are you know? Are you enjoying any hot chocolate or you know chestnuts roasting by the open fire? Anything along those lines? While I'm working from home, that is, uh, that's the, the best thing is I could do all of those things and work from home um, because uh, my firm is very flexible and I don't lose power. And so I'm very lucky. Oh, that okay. Is good. I, I have, I have a question for both of you ladies. Are, are either of you, um, are, are both of you still in your pajamas? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, you're up. You're up and dressed. Okay. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay. Right. Just checking because that's another advantage of working from home, Liz, is uh, the dress code is much more relaxed. <laughs> okay. Well, Julie, I know we have to check in with people in Minnesota and Iowa now. So I'm suspecting there might be some people in the part of the country that's already much colder who might be in their pajamas. So uh, so once we, once we connect with them, we might get a, a yes on that question. Well, Roberta and Carol, thank you so much for standing by and letting us connect with you today. And also, thank you so much. You're both longtime listeners to Satellite Sisters. We really appreciate it. We love getting communications from you. So we're super happy that you could be on the show with us today. Happy New Year. All right, same thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, all right. So, uh, so you guys can hang up. And oh, look, we have Kathy Douglas from Iowa calling in right now. Let me see if I can add her. Okay. Yes. Kathy, Kathy Douglas. Hello. You heard me? Yes. yes. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, and we are recording now, Kathy. So, so this is it. So, Kathy, you've been on Satellite Sisters before. Um, you know, you're another longtime n- listener, longtime supporter. But you're currently somewhere in Iowa. What's the name of your little town? Oh, I am in Nora Springs, Iowa. It is a population of 900, Liz. 
My high school was twice the size, no, three times the size of this town. Um, we're in north central. It's almost the Minnesota border. It's near Mason City, Iowa, which maybe you've heard of. Our claim to fame is it's the hometown of Meredith Wilson, the music man. Oh, sure. Yeah, and it really is River City, and we got trouble. Okay, Okay. so Kathy, you hang on. We also have Jolene Anderson from Minnesota on the line. Um, Kathy, will you hold on one second, and we will add Jolene in? I would love to, thank you. (laughs) Okay, because Jolene so far is winning in the coldest current temp contest that we're holding. Julie, you're still there, right? Oh, no, we lost Julie. Okay, hold on. We, we owe apologies to Sheila for all the fun we've <laughs> I know, had. all of the connectivity issues we <laughs> mock her for. Okay, I'm going to add Julie now, too. Uh, let's see here. Julie Dolan. We just had her on the line. Hi. Oh, oh there's Julie. Hi. Okay. Hi. Julie, right now we have Kathy Douglas on the line. From, I made it. From Hi. Iowa. Kathy, I, I knew you could. I knew you could. I was just chatting with some of our other listeners. <laughs> we were just t- talking. So, Kathy, what's the story? What's going on besides having huge connectivity issues? There? Oh, my gosh. Well, well, our current conditions um, are at minus four with 25 to 30 mile per hour winds. And the humidity is 49%. Now, they- they say within five hours, it's going to drop another 10 degrees. So we are at our high for the day. Oh. But, but what I find interesting is the crawl that goes along the bottom of the TV screen warning us about not going outside. It says wind chills minus 50 plus. Wow. See, it's actually a temperature using both the plus and minus signs. <laughs> That's a first, isn't it? <laughs> and maybe maybe Sheila can use that in her third grade math class. You know, it, the, the, the California children will ponder what that could possibly yes. mean. Well, I think at the point where you're at 50 below wind chill, then they're just making it up. You know, because I don't know how. Like, how don't, well, sorry, Julie. I just like how is that calculated? We don't know, of course, but you know. Well. We do know, because I looked it up, that Celsius and Fahrenheit meet at minus 40. Yes, yes. I knew that too, Liz. Yes, because I have, I have lived in Moscow, Russia, and I worried about Celsius and Fahrenheit meeting on several occasions when I lived in <laughs> Moscow. We got to minus 30 a couple of times, uh, but minus 50 plus, that is something new and horrible. Now, are, are you going to go outside? Are you going to at least well, my feel car like what it feels like at that? My, my car battery is dead. I mean, I suppose I could open the door... But why? Hey, hey, do you guys read that it is colder in Minnesota than it is on Mars right now? I read that in the email you sent me. Something. (laughs) Thank you for reporting that. Now, how do they know that? That's interesting, too. No, because of the Range Rover, it records things up there, and it's recorded minus 31 Celsius, which is only minus 24 Fahrenheit, and and is 78 million miles further from the sun than Earth. Wow. Well, you know what's also close to Mars is Zimmerman, Minnesota, where I believe we have Jolene on the phone. She just, Jolene, are you here? I am here. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you, Julie. This is, this, we have no idea how people are appearing on this show today. So, Jolene, you've been here, you've been gone, you've been here, you've been gone. So, Zimmerman, Minnesota, can I just say, I had never heard of it before we got your email yesterday. Where is Zimmerman? Um, it's kind of an exurb of the Twin Cities, oh. so we're about 40 miles northwest. Okay. So I don't normally say Mars. I normally say I live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, close enough. Now, Jolene, okay, the current temp in Zimmerman is what? Minus 8. Minus 8, yikes. And Kathy, what did you say it was in Iowa? It's currently minus 4. Minus but 4. But it it's dropping 10 degrees in the next five hours. Okay, jo- so jo- Jolene, you're our current winner in the uh, our polar vortex uh, competition here. And you said you've already gotten word from work. You work at General Mills, and they've already told you don't even bother to come in tomorrow? That is correct. Uh, the governor on Friday called off school on Monday, and we received a very nice email yesterday saying, stay home, take care of your family, and... Um, 
you know, only come in if you absolutely have to. Wow. Okay. And who really would think that they absolutely had to under those situations? Now, now, Kathy, in your email to us, you mentioned that you thought the phrase school on Monday was canceled Friday would be a good title for a movie. See, you're always working the entertainment angle. I am. I am. I do think that's it. That's just what's interesting. School on Monday canceled Friday. I'm, yeah. <laughs> but that I was the first words out of the kid's mouth when they walked in the door on Friday was school is canceled on Monday. <laughs> And see, this isn't necessarily good news for a lot of moms because you've had the long, you know, uh, Christmas, New Year's holidays. So the kids have been home. They've already played with all their new holiday toys. So it really is time for them to go back to school. So to have, you know, an Arctic day, um, that's, that's hard on moms, don't you think? Yes, that was actually going to be my um, thing that what is bad about the Arctic day is we have been together for two weeks. So two more days where you can't go outside. Not exactly, you know, it's kind of testing the limits of the craftiness and the the momness. (laughs) How old are your kids, Jolene? Uh, Ten and eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jolene, have you have you been out? I mean, and do you have the same kind of wind chill factors that Kathy is seeing in Iowa? Are you at the 50, minus 50 plus with wind chill kind of area? We will be for tomorrow. It is negative um, 26 right now with wind chill. Um, so I did run to the hardware store very briefly yesterday before it really started to drop. Um, but we're planning to kind of hunker down here. Yeah. What did, what did you need at the hardware store? Well, as I've said, I've been home, so I've watched a lot of DIY, and so I bought some spray paint. <laughs> really? Okay, I like that. So I thought you were going to say, like, candles and gasoline and matches and stuff, but no, you're making the most of it. So what is the, be- is the-, what is the good part about being housebound, Jolene? And then, Kathy, you can answer the same question, but okay. Jolene, you go first. Sounds like you've got some projects in the works. Well, there are projects in the works, and all of my kitchen cupboards are clean now. Oh, wow. We'll see. This is, this is a good thing. <laughs> and, and Kathy, I would say of all of the people in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you've been so busy over the holidays. I've watched you decorate your home, and then you were decorating a new nursery for what appeared to be a new grandchild. Then all of a sudden, you and your husband, Ron, were in Sydney, Australia on vacation. There are pictures that look like you're at the top of the Harbor Bridge. Yeah. And, and now you're back just frozen and home uh, in Iowa. So is a good part of that at least you're like home where you belong? Well, we're home where we belong. You know, that was funny what Jolene said because uh, my husband uh, cleaned out the pantry. So that is now good. But now, the, so the best-ish thing about being housebound is uh, that my husband, who you know, Ron, uh-huh. watches the Food Network 24-7. Now, he doesn't necessarily retain any of the information. But <laughs> when... When he gets stuck in the house, he gets inspired to cook. So last night he made spaghetti, and today he made chili, which is great. But he keeps yelling out things like, I can't believe we don't have any tahini. (laughs) Giada only uses Mexican oregano and fresh basil. I'm like, fresh basil? Really? It is minus 50 plus, and I'm going to find fresh basil in a town of 900. Let's see Giada cook with these ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Giada's not cooking in a polar vortex situation. No, she is not. She's got interns and a very well-appointed studio. Yeah, the thing about this weather is I guess there was a little bit of warning, but it's not like when you see the weather report, like, okay, vortex moving in, you say, okay, quick, stock up on the Mexican oregano. You know, there are other things on the list that come first, like Jolene's spray paint, right? You just, so what are you actually spray painting, Jolene? What's your, what's your project? Um, Well, we're trying to uh, fix up and get through um, some of the appliances before we redo the entire kitchen. So I'm, I'm doing a little bit of that. So kind of a kitchen weekend. I've seen that on DIY shows. That that looks like uh, you'll have to let us know how how that looks when you spray paint your appliances to give them a sort of a fresh look. That's what you're working on. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. That's good. That's good. But when you use spray paint, though, don't you have to open a window? <laughs> <laughs> good point, Kathy. <laughs> have you thought about that, Jolene? Um, well, I did it in the basement. Oh. So. Ah! 
we just kind of <laughs> tried to isolate it down there. Uh, okay, so Jolene and Kathy, I'm also interested to know from both of you, are you originally from Minnesota? Jolene, were you born and raised in this super cold environment? Uh, I'm actually originally from Iowa. So Okay, and Kathy? <laughs> I'm originally from Minnesota. Okay. Oh, okay. Flip flop. <laughs> but so, I read, girls, I read in the paper that they said for um, people under 40, they have not seen this kind of weather, um, you know, in their lifetime. Do you find, I mean, have you recently had weather like this? Or is this, this is really, even for Iowa and Minnesota, this is like totally off the charts. Well, it's pretty cold. I always say to people the absolute coldest I've ever been freshman, sophomore year in college at the University of Minnesota. And when I looked up, that would have been the uh, winter of 78. And that still is the record cold for Minnesota. Yes, I knew it was cold that year. (laughs) (laughs) And and Jolene, do you like... What is your memory like when it comes to cold? Like, when you were a kid, is this the kind of weather that you would just go out and play in and not think twice about? I I don't remember the cold, um, except for in 94 when I was also a sophomore in college. And they called off um, the first couple days of college. So we were unable to go to class. However, that did not mean we were not unable to make some mischief. (laughs) You know, one of the things that that maybe people in warmer climates don't understand is it's not necessarily the schools always making these decisions. It's the insurance companies. And, And especially if your buses are not owned by the school district, they're leased. The the school bus insurance company will make that decision whether or not you can have school. Oh, I had no idea. Well, I can remember when we were kids, Julie, and we would listen to the school closings on the radio. We were in southern Connecticut, and we we were in the town of Fairfield, but there was also a town of New Fairfield. Oh, yes, Liz. Right? And every time we heard New Fairfield we would try to convince our mother that what they really said was Fairfield. (laughs) (laughs) And new Fairfield schools were closed a lot more than Fairfield schools. Yes. It was more in the center of the state. And there were just times when we really, really wanted to be in new Fairfield. But there's just like, when you're a kid, nothing is more exciting than a snow day. Nothing. But because you can go out and play in it. In this yeah. case, Liz, it's not so fun because you have to stay inside because it's, you know, your eyeballs are going to freeze if you go out. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> okay, well, Kathy and Jolene, uh, stay warm. I hope that the, your heat stays on and the vortex passes you by very quickly. We have Aaron waiting to talk to us in Virginia, so you guys can hang up, and we're going to see if we can miraculously produce our fifth guest of a show. So this is a new Satellite Sisters record. Thank you so much for being longtime listeners and supporters of the show. We really, really do appreciate it. Okay, thanks for having us. Okay, happy yeah, new thank year. You. Okay, happy bye. Happy new year. Bye. bye. Okay, so Julie, you hang on, and we're going to see if we can add Aaron now. The Okay, I see Aaron. Is that you? That's me. Okay, Aaron, your picture, your Skype picture, that is an adorable photo of your family. Is that? Oh, thank you. Is that, so I see your husband, and there are four kids there, and you, right? Yes. That uh, was taken in when my husband came home from his last deployment, so July of 2012. That is so cute. Can you see that picture, Julie? No, I can't. Oh. I just have the, like, the Skype blob. So, but <laughs> I can imagine it, Aaron. Aaron, okay. how, how are you doing? You got the four kids at home. Yep. The, the husband's freezing. gone again. The husband's gone again. You got <laughs> yeah. freezing rain. You got cold temperatures. Yeah. You've had a long holiday vacation with your lovely yeah. four kids. Yes. <laughs> what? Well, how is it, Erin? Um, it's actually not what you would think. The kids are really good. They're each other's best friends. So even when they're snowed in like this, they are never bored. Although they'll tell me they're bored. They're not actually bored because they always have each other to play with or hang out with or whatever, depending on which one you ask, play or hang out. Um 
we want, we always wanted to have a big family because when you're in the military and you move around a lot, if you have a bunch of kids, then they have automatic playmates wherever we go. Yeah. So yeah. it works out even at home. Yeah. 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 I think when we first started hearing from you, Aaron, weren't, weren't you and your family in China? We were. I remember that. And now your email said you are moving to Taipei. I, yep. That, that will be fascinating. <laughs> yep. That's one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be warmer. Let's look at it yeah. that way. It'll, it's warmer. Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, so, it's uh, the nicer China, I think. Yeah. So when are uh, so are you looking are you looking forward to Taipei? Yes. No. Maybe so. Uh, well, when we moved back from China, that was supposed to be our last move, and I kind of got into that mindset. I've really settled in here near, yeah. in Virginia and do not want to move. Now that said, I know that it'll be great living in Taiwan. You know, overseas living is fantastic. We'll get to take the boys on trips that we would never have been able to take them here, and so I know we'll love it. I just don't really want to leave. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I, I get having moved a lot and packed a lot and left a lot of places. I understand how you're feeling, but yeah. but it will be another great chapter in your family's yeah, life. Exactly, exactly. And our youngest was born in China, so he doesn't really remember living there because he was 18 months when we moved back. So for him, this will be his first real experience living overseas. So I'm glad that he'll get to have that experience. That will be great. So how's everybody surviving now? I did laugh out loud in your email when you said that yesterday you let your three-legged German short-haired pointer out. Yes. <laughs> so, so out in the snow running around, I'm just imagining yeah. that. But the dog seemed to do okay in the cold. Oh, yeah. He, well, he, he gets along gets around great with only the three legs. Um, you would never even notice it. In fact, one of the moms who came to pick up her son from a sleepover two nights ago said, didn't he have four legs last time I saw him? I said, no, <laughs> only three. But yeah, he goes out and uh, when it was like two degrees, he came right back in after he did his business. But now he's out there running around doing his thing. So he doesn't even care. That is that is an issue, you know, and it's with these really really cold temperatures for yeah. animals. I mean, they don't, you know, they do have to go outside, but uh, yes. they can't really be outside for a long time. Yeah, well, last night he, yeah, he refused to go out last night. Like I opened the door for him to go out before I went to bed, and he like stepped out halfway out the door, and then he turned around and came back in. Like, there's no way I'm going out there. That's the way my dog Ferris is, even in the rain, Aaron. He's just such yeah. a Southern California dog. <laughs> he is not getting wet. Like, yeah. what, is, what is that? So yeah. the so for you, housebound, you got the four boys. You even yeah. had four extra boys. You yeah. are a sleepover. You, are, you, I think you have cabin fever that you decided <laughs> to have a sleepover during all yeah. this bad weather. Oh. Uh, I know. I hate sleepovers because it's just... It's, it gets so loud, and they want to do things that you just don't want them to do. But, you know, the kids love them so much. So I figured over the winter break I could just I could handle it. And uh, I was glad when it was over, though. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. And uh, it was a good distraction, though, for all. Even though it was just the friends of one of the kids, all four of the kids were occupied because they're entertained by having more people in the house. I guess, but that's harder on you. So, so good for you. Do you think there's any chance they're actually going to go to school tomorrow? Do you have your fingers crossed that schools will be open? In, you're in Northern Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it could go either way because we, our school district is the entire county. I think LA County is the only bigger school district in the U.S. We have like 196 schools. So, really, if any of the areas are snowed in, they have to cancel for everybody. So. It gets canceled more easily than other places. But if we don't have school tomorrow, then that's our last. Then we have to give up President's Day. They have to go to school on President's Day because they only allow for like three snow days and we've already had three. So I'm really hoping that they go to school because I would like to have President's Day off. It's oh, nice yeah. to look forward to a day off. So. Oh, that would be bad. That's, yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, well, we're rooting for you. Now, Erin, you also, you're, you have a blog, right, called the Deployment Diatribes. We've talked about that before. Yep. So uh-huh. how's that going? The, um, the, I know that you've, like, won prizes for that. You're a circle of moms favorite for that yep. blog. I remember we participated in the yes, campaign to vote for you. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's going well. Um, I haven't had as much time to write because I've been uh, working as a long-term substitute teacher in third grade, but that just ended right before winter break. So I'm back to writing. And now that all four kids are in school, I do have more time to write. And I really, it's really uh, cathartic for me to write. And uh, it really helped get me through my husband's longest deployment Mm -hmm. by finding the humor in our day-to-day life with him gone. And um, now with the move coming up, I write about that kind of thing. And people like to read about what military families deal with because they don't, many people, most people don't know military families, so they have no idea what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of the way that the blog has gone since the return from the deployment. And say, say again where people can um, find your blog. Oh, it's www.deploymentdiatribes.com. Okay, that's good. Okay, well, the Erin, uh, like with everyone else we've talked to today, you're a longtime listener, you're a regular yeah. correspondent, which we really love when people take the time to write to us. You have shared a lot of parts of your life with us, with the whole Satellite Sisterhood over multiple years now, so it's nice to talk to you, and good luck on your next adventure in Taiwan. Well, first of all, I hope you survive the next few days. Yeah, she's yeah. going to make it through Monday, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Just get me through Monday. Yeah, I'm still living in denial about the move, so I just I live in the day to day right now. Okay, your new theme is make it through Monday. That's yes, good. Exactly. So um, thank you so much, Aaron. Good luck. And hello to your husband and the four adorable boys that I see in this photo on your uh, on your uh, Skype identity. So thank you so much. So you can hang up now and we'll see okay. if Julie and I will stay connected and carry on with Satellite Sisters. Thanks, Erin. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. bye. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Wow, Liz. Well, first of all, Aaron, there you know there's a special place in heaven for mothers of four boys, okay? Because yes, yes that is <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of boys. Yeah, and she's home alone a lot with the boys exactly. because of the nature of her husband's work. Exactly. So uh, anyway, the uh, well, that's it. So let's see. So did we talked to everyone we were going to talk to, right? We okay. talked to Carol in New Jersey, right. Roberta in Massachusetts, uh-huh. Kathy in Iowa, Jolene in Minnesota, and Erin in Virginia. Wow. It was epic, Liz. We did it. I mean, really, we, coast to coast, pretty much. Well, including you, because you're out there on the West Coast, and you can tell us what kind of hardships are going on in Southern California with the weather right now. Did you have to put a sweater on, Liz? No, relentless sunshine, you know? So you have to put those sunglasses on every time you leave the house. It's just... Yeah. Um, no, it's it's out of guilt that I felt like we needed to salute our... Um, uh, our satellite sisters in the colder climes. What is the actual Dallas weather like right now? We're, we're at 33 degrees, and that's sort of our high. We're going down to the teens tonight, so we're going to be chilly here too. But, Liz, you know what I loved about talking with Jolene and Kathy and Aaron and Carol and Roberta? It was, you know, it's not like they were sitting home miserable. I love it that, like, they are, like, doing DIY projects, that <laughs> Kathy's husband is, like... Cooking up, up a storm. Yeah, cooking up some wild storm. You know, uh, we have people having sleepovers. Carol's getting her nails done tomorrow. Hell or high water, you know. I mean, life goes on, right? I mean, it's just so people are having a lot of fun. They're they're you know they're in their homes, but they're enjoying themselves, right. and that's uh, that's certainly part of the satellite sister um, sisterhood. Yes, yes, yes. We really do want people to stay safe. So the uh, so the the nail appointments. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Oh, Liz, you've got, you got to go. you got to go. And first of all, you know the nail shop's going to be open. This is yeah. the other thing. It's not like, you know, sometimes when there's an ice storm or bad weather, you know, small retail places will be closed. Oh, that nail shop is going to be open. So, so you know, I'm sure if she, you know, as she slides down her driveway and, you know, slip slides down the road, it will be worth it to have a very nice manicure. Huh. Well, speaking of what all the various Satellite Sisters are up to, um, 
this weekend, right now as we speak, Leon is in Las Vegas, of course, Julie. <laughs> yeah, every time you say that, I'm like, well, why? Why is she there? No, yes, I know she's there. This is very exciting. Of course. Well, you explained, Liz. Go yeah, she's, uh, she's at the New Media Expo. It's an expo that's an annual event that's for people in new media, including podcasts, including podcast pioneers like Leon Dolan. So she is the um, moderator of a panel for uh, a number of women that have their own podcasts. She really wanted to do that. She was not originally the moderator. As you may have heard the original plan, Julie, there was someone else moderating, and... Um, uh, but Leon emailed me yesterday that the moderator could not get there because of the snowstorm. So she will be moderating, of course, which is what she really wanted to do all along. She got an upgrade. That's what we like. When, you, when you're traveling on a trip, you always got to go for those upgrades, okay? She went from panelist to moderator. To moderator. And, and the she first thing. Emceeing. You know, she can emcee, you know, as you know. Yes. And if they have any kind of live auction at this event, you know, Leon can be pressed into service for, for that as well. Well, she said the first thing she's doing is rewriting the show flow. That the previous moderator, she was going to go along with her plan, but now as long as she's the moderator, that's what we do here at Satellite Sisters. That's our phrase for it. We just rewrite the show flow. Just do do what you really want to do. So she's doing that. But then tonight at 6.30 p.m. Vegas time um, are the podcast awards. Yes. And uh, you, all of you listeners who are so loyal and so fantastic. So wonderful, really. Yes. You got, you got this started, and we are nominated in two categories. So um, Leon is there to represent in the event that uh, we win in either of her two categ- our two categories. She's also been deputized by the History Chicks because we tried to throw our voting block also behind them. They could not attend the awards, so the History Chicks have deputized Leon to accept their award in the event that they win. So, so that would be exciting. Well, and you know, Leanne's going to slap on one of those award dresses she has, and she, you know, she will, if you know, if if called on, she's yeah. going to give an excellent acceptance speech yeah. for either us or for the history. Or the history chicks. Well, speaking of upgrades, she actually upgraded what she was wearing to the ceremony tonight when she found out the that the actual MC Julie is Dr. Drew. It's Drew Pinsky. No, oh, well, yeah. we know Dr. Drew. He has been on Satellite Sisters a number of times. Yes, and, yes. And he is in person because we've had him in the studio. Yeah. He's an incredibly handsome guy. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, apparently that was a good choice because Drew lives here in Pasadena, as Leon does. So nobody in Pasadena is getting snowed in. They're going to make it to Las Vegas. They can drive to Las Vegas. Uh, so uh, unlike Liam's moderator, who couldn't get out from the East Coast, I'm sure uh, Dr. Drew will make it there. So for those of you that are not in a time zone where this would conflict with the premiere of Downton Abbey, <laughs> the, the awards are actually being live streamed. So it will be online at podcastawards.com. It starts at 630 we don't know anything else about it. 6.30 uh, Las Vegas time. Las Vegas right. time. And that yeah. is Pacific time, right? And I don't I, know. I, I'm not certain of that. Liz, I believe. Well, I, okay. I, People, check it Check it on check your it computers. Figure, figure Live it in Las Vegas at 6.30 p.m. at podcastawards.com. So you may get a chance to see Leon, uh, but at the very least, you'll get a chance to see Dr. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is always fun, too. I like him. And I was saying to Leon, I'm just happy that, his, you know, he's got a million different podcasts now. I'm just happy that he's not competing in our category. Because right, right. it would be hard to beat Dr. Drew um, at what he does. And then we have, you know, we've asked you to vote for us in the Stitcher Awards. I know it's a lot to ask, but Stitcher Thank is you. the app that we all use to listen to podcasts on our smartphones and on our computer. And the Stitcher people, it's a... It's a really good app, and they've been really good to us. So this, this happened yesterday. This was funny. They, so we've been nominated in these categories. Thank you. Like The voting goes through January 13th. But yesterday I got a weird tweet from them saying, we've been trying to email you at your email address, sisters at satellitesisters.com, yes. to invite you to the actual award ceremony, but the message keeps bouncing back. Oops. What's the matter with our IT department, Liz? Well, the the IT department forgot the password, Julie. So 
Didn't you swallow the password? Isn't that, isn't that you ingested it? So we, yeah, I think we confessed this on the show three or four weeks ago. We asked everyone not to email us at sisters at satellitesisters.com because between the five of us, nobody could remember what the password was to that account. And uh, so last night, while I was doing a few other things, I you know, got it all figured out and reset the password. And you probably got an email from me last night, Julie, telling you what the new password is. I did, Liz, and I immediately printed it off. And then I ate that piece of paper. (laughs) So so it is safe. No one is going to crack our password and get into our emails. Well, that's great. So maybe you'll go to the Stitcher Awards as well. Uh, Well, Leon had heard some rumor that it was in San Francisco at the end of January, which, you know, so it could be doable for us. You know, that could be an easy trip. But... Um, the uh, the Stitcher Awards would be really helpful for us, too. So, anyway, it's not like we're just out there collecting all these prizes left and right. And it is kind of funny. Like, Stitcher, they have 20,000 podcasts and radio shows on Stitcher, and we are 74th ranked out of 20,000. So that that is really – that surprises me every time I look at our rankings because – as you can see from how we handle our technology with the Skype and the, we don't even have access to our email, it, you know, we're not exactly cutting-edge technologists, and yet somehow we have mastered it. Uh, well, and, well, we just, we have great listeners too, Liz, yeah. that are very loyal, and that makes a difference. So yes. thanks very much. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be good. Just so keep voting. Why not? Well, what, I mean, what else do you have to vote for? Yeah. You know, this is a, it's, it's a good time of year for voting. That's yeah. what I think. It's award season. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know at the beginning of the show we talked about your theme for the year. So I, I want to end the show with a Satellite Sisters theme for the year. Oh, um, all right, Liz. That's you know, I was just thinking about this. People, you're right. Our listeners are so loyal, and many of you have been listening for years when we were on public radio, and then when we were on ABC radio every day, and then since then when we've been podcasting. And um, and we love we love having, you know, so many listeners and, and such loyalty. But everyone's always asking us what what else you can do to help. So I have a little theme that I think is both motivational and something that would be useful for us. And our theme for the year is going to be share the sisters. That's what we need you to do. Like when you listen to us, when you listen to our podcast, you know, when we post it on Facebook, it's really helpful for us if you just share that to your friends or if you tell your friends that you like Satellite Sisters. Anything you can do to kind of spread the Satellite Sister love, I think that's what... That's what we would really uh, love for you to do this year. What do you think of that, Julie? I like it, Liz. Share the sisters. I mean, of course, it's an excellent, um, totally brandable uh, yes. uh, slogan, Liz. But I, I, would, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, so that's good. But I like it. You know, we put this out here. You know, we do it out of love, and we would like you to just share the love. So yeah. that's good. Share yeah. the sisters. Excellent, Liz. Okay, good. That's part of what Liam is doing at the New Media Expo, too, just trying to lift up all the female podcasters. You know, if we can share all of each other's shows, you know, whether it's the History Chicks or Grammar Girl or us or other things that you love and you're listening to, uh, let's share that all with each other because then it, like, lifts up the whole, the whole sisterhood. So, so share the sisters, 2014. There you have it. Oh, one, one last thing. I need the update about what the sisters are up to. So this morning I was thinking, wow, I, I've had, like, two complete weeks off, which, you know, never happens. And... It's been delightful in every way. I have gotten so much done, and both, you know, practical things, but also just enjoyment. I really, really have had a good time. But when I woke up this morning, I thought the one thing that I didn't get done that I really needed was a little color touch-up, you know, a little work on the hair. (laughs) Okay. So I was thinking, you know, I should call the salon and see if I can get a Sunday appointment because the salon that I go to is open Sundays. And then I went out with Ferris for a walk, and I came back, and I saw that the salon had called. And I thought, 
Okay, that's miraculous. That that I was just, they just new. That is some new kind of service they can just yes, sense yes. when you need sort a, of a, a, telepathic communication yeah. with the salon. So I saw that they had called. I'm like, wow, what are the chances of that? And so then I listened to the message, and they were calling to confirm my appointment for both cut and color tomorrow, Monday, which I knew I had not made an appointment on a work day for that. So I, it didn't take me that long to figure out. I said, are you sure this is not my sister, Sheila? Because <laughs> I know Sheila is a teacher in Pasadena. In Pasadena, they have tomorrow off from school because it's the BCS game at the Rose Bowl, of course. So Pasadena schools stay closed for an additional day. So all of the BCS brouhaha can come and go. So I said, hmm, you might want to check with my sister Sheila because that sounds like her appointment more than mine. So, um, so, so while, while they did that, I texted Sheila and confirmed, yes, that is true. It is, it is her appointment. It's uh, nice you guys share the same hairdresser. <laughs> it's a shared experience among sisters. Yeah. It's lovely, Liz. She lovely. said it's her last vacation day, and she just wanted to get it in under the wire, which is exactly what I was thinking today, because today is my last vacation day. Anyway, so... Um, so good for her. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was really funny. Um, all right, so we got to go. But here's to 2014. So far, so good. And really, it's it's it's, it's going much better. You have to admit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with this Skype experiment that we conducted today, you know, down the road we might be able to have more call-outs like this where we can talk to a bunch of people and get your answers to our questions. When we do that, the way this happened is we just posted it on the Facebook group yesterday and then people uh, emailed us uh, with their contact information on Skype. So maybe we'll try it again, Joel, with some other pressing issue, right? I think it's a great idea, great format, and it was great to talk with Satellite Sisters. It really was. So um, have a fantastic 2014. We are off to a good, if somewhat frigid, start. And, uh, you know, while you're home, hanging around, snowbound, uh, why don't you just call your Satellite Sister? Here comes the sun, and I say it's alright.